Welcome all once again, and tonight we dominate the podcast galaxy. I'm your host, Sully. I say screw the Prime Directive tonight. All bets are off. Joining us from the 27th Precinct podcast, among many others, Oliver Rockside is here. Hello. <laughs> He's doing his diligent part. <laughs> Soldier and par- former paratrooper Gil Palmer is here tonight. Hello. Returning teacher of mankind, Teresa Lee, is here as well. Oh, that's overwhelming. (laughs) You're going to get a nickname whether you like it or not. Master blogger, Sarah Cook, is back on the show. Hi. Hello. (laughs) Number one prodigy fangirl, Jin Lee Rosman, is joining us tonight. Hello. One successful, now-fired prosecutors, Dylan and Rob from Reels of Justice, are joining us tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Happy to be here. I was told I'd get to meet Yoda. Damn it! I knew we were at the wrong (laughs) Outside of that, or Starship Troopers? Well, something with the word "star," maybe Star Fox. Like to know more? Would you like to know more? He's resetting the Delta Quadrant. John from the Mission Log Podcast is here tonight. Happy to be here. Thanks for the invite. (laughs) Colonial Marines themselves, Aaron and Cliff from Predator Minute. Yep, here to connect (laughs) the Predator and Fear and Loathing universes. Yeah, there you go. Same. We'll find a way. We'll find a way to connect that crazy cyberpunk universe. <laughs> uh, number one horror anthology fan, Paul Derby, is back on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, live long and uh, prosper, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> He's a doctor, but only in name. Ryan Madela from Bad Movies Rule joins us for his first guest. Hey, guys. Happy to be here. Thanks so much. <laughs> awesome. Glad you could join. So, once again, as we do with all rankings, we love to really just kind of put all the snobbery aside and really just figure out, you know, fan, non-fan, casual viewer, well, why a franchise has really appealed to so many groups. And this is just perfect. We got so many different age and demographics groups and it's going to be just really touching just seeing why this franchise has just really left some kind of impression hopefully positive to so many here tonight we're gonna let oliver start us off how did you get into roddenberry's very complex and philosophical universe just a brief story i was only allowed to watch two television shows when i was young (laughs) that checks out one was sesame street and the other one was star trek the original series series. uh the reason being is that i grew up in uh, rural Canada, um, which was very homogenous, let's just put it that way. Mm. And uh, my mother felt that uh, Star Trek was very beneficial in teaching me how that if people look different, we're all the same. And Boy. so uh, it was so from about four to about eight, I just was besotted with Star Trek and it just kind of continued on from there. And now that I'm 58 years old, I still love it. I'm sure we're going to have an argument about the reboot at some point, but um, <laughs> yes, probably. But yeah, um, that's kind of where my love of Star Trek came. Yeah, lovely. All right, Jen, how did you embrace this very progressive and scientific universe? So I grew up with a mother who was not really a science fiction nerd, but she liked she liked the original Star Trek, and she tried to get me into it a little bit when I was younger. It didn't really stick, and then. When I was a teenager, I was very obsessed with Beyond Belief Factor Fiction. (laughs) There you go, Jonathan Briggs, Factor brought you in. (laughs) I realized that, oh, he's on Next Generation. I kind of got into that. Um, But then I never really got into the whole universe until last year when um, between seasons two and three of Picard, 
um, a staff member at my group home asked me if I was watching Picard. I said, no. And he's like, will you? Because no one else wants to talk about it with me. Mm. Um, started watching that and realized I have no idea what's happening. I need to rewatch Next Generation. <laughs> nice. Last year, All out of sequence. Every, Lovely. Every episode and movie of Star Trek in the last year because it became my new autistic special interest. <laughs> There you go. All right. So, John, how did you join the staff of the Mini Roddenberry podcast? Uh, well, that that is one story on its own. Uh, but okay. the fandom the, the fandom goes deep. I mean, I, I can't remember a time in my life that I wasn't a Star Trek fan, dating back to you know three, four years old, something like that. So it's always been in my life. I've always been a fan. And then, a long story short, through various production work. Rod and I became friends, and he said, hey, I want to do a project where we explore every episode of Star Trek ever made, because he had just finished a documentary about his father called Trek Nation. Mm -hmm. And he said, now that I've explored the man, I want a project to explore the work and why people always came up to him as a kid and said, your father's show changed my life, and Rod wanted to know why. So... We crafted this show, Mission Log, to explore exactly that. And to date, I, I have seen all the Star Trek. I have seen all, every minute of every Star Trek yet produced. <laughs> so, Lovely. Yeah. There you go. There's a hell of a lot of it. Wonderful. So Sarah, Trek is one of your many fandoms. How did it fit into your life, let alone your viewing patterns <laughs> yeah <laughs> um trek is my my original fandom uh both my parents were huge trekkies um they were watching tos and reruns when i was a baby and then uh next gen premiered when i was a little kid and it was a huge deal in our house uh we watched it together every week and then i just kept watching as the new shows and new movies came out i i watched everything that came out there's never really been a time when we're I haven't yeah. been watching Trek. <laughs> uh, Ryan, uh, how did you get into the mini uh, Kurt Chops and sexy uh, shirt rips? <laughs> so I actually uh, grew up uh, watching the original, probably the original, I want to say the first five that came out uh, with my family. Like growing up, if we did a movie night, we'd watch those. Um, I, I didn't really get into the shows at all until I got older, um, probably seven years ago i started watching the original series like the episodes and you know they're they're dated now right but uh you can still there's a lot of adventure to them and uh, it's interesting you mentioned that you know the philosophical angle to it because i started watching uh next generation with my kids recently and it's <laughs> it's actually there's there's quite a bit of uh you know philosophy behind each episode where you're kind of going wait how does this actually you know, how would that work in reality <laughs> yeah um, so what yeah, is this no, a I, metaphor for <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't have uh, quite as extensive uh, filmography with it, but I uh, I definitely enjoy a casual enjoyer, like you said. Hopefully, these rankings will give you more exposure. Yeah, more more homework, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Teresa, how did you beam aboard this saga? Well, my mother is a fan of the original series, but really, what got me into Star Trek was the episode of Reading Rainbow when LeVar Burton. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, nice. and hearing him talk about how great it was to make a science fiction TV show and demonstrating the teleport effect or mm -hmm. the, the beam effect. And there you go. From there, I've kind of always been a casual fan of it. I've seen 
at least one episode of every series except for Picard. I totally missed Picard, but a lot of Next Gen and some Deep Space Nine and Voyager. Nice. So, yeah. And I was, a few years ago, I got to be in a one-act play that was about Star Trek. Oh. And from there, decided I should really be paying better attention and checked back in with it. Uh, we we should see a video upload of this sometime. <laughs> it, it is on YouTube. Um, oh, if sweet. you search Teresa D. Lee's Final Frontier, then it'll come up. Oh, I will. I'm looking forward to this. All righty. So, uh, Gil, uh, what does this universe mean to you? Uh, well, I kind of got into it, you know, probably about 72, 73 or so. Um, I don't know exactly when they started doing the syndication. I think it was before that maybe, but I, I don't remember. But I was getting into comic books at the time. And, you know, it'd be the thing after dinner where we'd all get set down. And there before primetime television, they were showing the syndicated shows, you know, syndicated episodes on TV. And that's just how I got into My grandfather was a huge science fiction fan. Mm. I, you know, with, between the comic books and, you know, taking the interest that he had into it. Um, nice. I just kind of fell into it and just it, it, I identified with it. So. Uh, Paul, you've always been into all kinds of stuff from the Twilight Zone to Outer Limits to Escape from New York. Where does this Roddenberry chapter fit into your life? Pretty much have loved uh, Star Trek uh, original series for as long as I can remember. I like a lot of the other Trek. It did take me quite a while to watch some of the later series, and I'm still not uh, all caught up with it. But, uh, but All right, guys, my... no spoilers. <laughs> apparently my first experience with star trek was uh, uh my mother uh, smuggled me into the theater to see the motion picture when i was in diapers apparently uh, but, uh <laughs> I, I remember uh i remember watching the original series in syndication a lot uh saturday afternoons i believe it was on plus i always had a fascination with space i don't know if Star Trek started that, or if it was watching Cosmos, because I was watching them both <laughs> around the same time. So maybe, um, maybe a bit of everything. <laughs> then I just pretty much uh, really got into science fiction, uh, like Buck Rogers and nice. Star Wars and all sorts of things. But uh, I, I was always more into Star Trek than Star Wars, but I, I liked them both. Yeah, original series, uh, the movies, I the original series movies, I actually used to watch those uh, several times a year mm. after i got the uh, uh collection on vhs uh, i still have that collection around somewhere but i couldn't tell you the last <laughs> time i've actually played a vhs <laughs> probably worth three hundred thousand on ebay now <laughs> <laughs> if only, if only. Uh, maybe it is i don't know <laughs> kind of against next generation originally but uh then started watching it uh after they killed uh tasha off started to really liking it and uh, then moved on from there. Next Generation's probably uh, my second favorite out of all of it, but uh, I really uh, like the original series the best. I look forward to this ranking. <laughs> all right, but, Dylan, why are you a hardcore fan? And uh, Rob, uh, why are you a casual viewer? <laughs> I think hardcore might be a bit of an oversell, but oh, it's dude, one of those you things. Reference it oh, so much. It's definitely... <laughs> It's a hardcore well, fan. Okay, show so, me your tattoo. Uh, no, no, I can't. can't not on, the, not on the video. You'll have to bleep it. Um, no, it just started. Uh, my father was a huge Trekkie. That uh, like no, he he's grew tiny. Up with, with that's true. He's, he's a small a man, tiny guy. But he loves he loves Star Trek. And basically, if you wanted to stay up late at my house when we were growing up, you had to watch Star Trek: The Next Generation with my father. I think the first movie I ever saw in theaters 
was the undiscovered country too. So it's been mm. in my blood from a very young age, going all the way up through uh, the various series. So it's just it stuck with me. My uncle is a huge fan of it as well. So just the whole family just absolutely loves Trek, and it stuck. That that's dynamite. All right, Maynard, uh, why why have you found some of the movies to be somewhat entertaining? I've barely seen any of the movies. And the ones I have, I didn't find to be entertaining. That's not true. <laughs> yes, it is. You like the motion picture. I Rathacon. did like the motion picture. I do like that. I'm not as big on Rathacon. It's okay. Uh, and, we look uh, forward to your hot takes. <laughs> uh, those are hot takes. They're very cool. Um, uh, the first series I saw was the animated series, which I still think is the best series. I saw that in college. And right, then... You're right. And then after that, I started watching the original series, which was pretty good, except for all the ideas it stole from the animated series. Right. Like the Stephen A. Smith of Star Trek. Oh! <laughs> I only like Nemesis in the animated series. <laughs> Torpedoes have been fired at I me. didn't like Nemesis, no. Nemesis is great, but we'll get into that later. We'll get into it. I did like Insurrection. I did like Insurrection. All right. I didn't like them though. All right, nerd pitch on you. Uh, Cliff, how did you make time for track and we'll let Aaron go after the yeah, it, it really was uh, so much an amalgamation of everything I've heard here. You know, my dad used to take us to the blockbuster video, uh, get the VHS tapes. We started from episode one of the original series and moved down. Uh, and I was also a big fan. You know, we had a huge collection of uh, 50s, 60s, 70s pulp novels, of course. Voyage of the Space Beagle, because especially the original series is so pulp sci-fi, and it's so neat yeah, to watch yeah. that go to next generation yeah. and go from that, you know, 50s style of adventure to, like, a thoughtful philosophy. So I've And more I've of a story it. art, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, and, and, you know, my age forces me into TOS fandom, but uh, mm. I, I pretty much enjoy them all, although I will admit, besides Picard, I have not kept up much mm. of the chagrin of my friend Aaron. <laughs> well, there you go all right aaron yeah. why, oh. why are you a sci-fi action fantasy completist i don't know i i think uh my one of my earliest memories is when i'm i was three we just moved into this new house and my mom had this big tv and she sat me down and said okay i'm gonna let you watch one hour of tv and she put it on star trek and then from there on it was like uh every day on channel 44 uh <laughs> five o'clock uh, I would sit down and watch Star Trek. And it took me like, I think like uh, three or four times through the entire series. And this went on for years, by the way, uh, three or four times through before I realized that there was like an order to it. And then I try, I would try to figure out which episode was actually the first. So I'd have to go through it. Through it. Maybe by the eighth time I figured out it was uh, uh, that, oh, I can't remember the name of it, but they had a, it had Spock and, uh, one of the, like that pike or whatever yeah. you know uh yeah, the cage yeah yeah, yeah. there yeah. you go yeah, the production quality <laughs> was like, different because it was the pilot <laughs> they turned yeah. it into the only two-part episode eventually yep. yeah menagerie yeah. part one yeah. and two yeah. gonna geek out here on these titles that's awesome so mecca when a lot of what you guys have said you know i've always been i would literally just spend hours in between uh high school studies just reading just endless film history books when i uh ever since star wars in uh 2001 i was always a big visual effects visual storytelling completist uh you know so i saw all, my blockbuster sucked but tv was my weapon i became a big sci-fi guy thanks to the 
Terminator movies. I was a horror guy thanks to X-Files and track pretty much fit into that same mold. Uh, but it was even better because it's like, okay, but it's also a Western it's a space cop show. It's a medical doctor show. It's also got allegories from everything from war crimes to uh, political downfall. And I still love how every episode is in some way timeless. You know, I used to think, for instance, the Cardassians and uh, Klingons and various other races were allegories for something like Bosnian versus Serbia. But nowadays, it seems like it's a metaphor for uh, something like the uh, uh, Palestinian conflicts, you know, <laughs> as well as uh, the uproar in Israel in recent years. But that that's just it. It's the power of social commentary in an otherwise just very complex and entertaining world and being a cyberpunk william gibson guy there was a lot of those same kind of ideals of uh, uh wicked corporations half cyborg characters and just emphasis on technology empowering races and a better economy so i just but yeah i i i saw all the movies in chronological order growing up around that same time i saw who 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 the, the first episode where the Borg are introduced, so I was a next-gen fan for life. And then I saw pretty much, you know, there was always ways to see reruns of all the other ones, DS9 and Voyager growing up. I'll get into some of the other ones and leave it for the ranking, but it was interesting how one way or another, you were always seeing these just talented directors or actors in some other giant project and being like, that guy, <laughs> he was the outer space terrorist in episode such and such, or he was the awesome, you know, uh starfleet captain in that episode so if there was any way to tell that you were a super geek you you knew <laughs> someone would do that and uh, i applaud anyone who can do all these just little references here and there and i just light up every time like whether it's a movie that references the arena fight someone else just doing a casual reference uh every once in a while someone will shout at it out at a convention there are four lights and i know instantly oh i see what you did there <laughs> Aaron can never hear the words uh, the needs of the many without him going, what was that? just going the character. Single time, but a funeral doesn't matter. Well, that's appropriate at a funeral. Well, if you've ever seen like that, the new cartoon uh, Star Trek, the Lower Decks thing, they they really delve deep into the fan service. They usually cater very much for, for the fans with uh, references to all the other stuff that came before. They really do. I think yeah. that's why it's a more polite fan base compared to other ones where you're like, okay, guys, you got to chill. We'll return after these messages. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Do you ever find yourself thinking about who would win in a fight between Goku and Superman? Hi, I'm James Gavsey, and on the Who Would Win show, me and my co-host Ray ignore anything important happening in the outside world and debate fictional battles between characters from comics, movies, and video games. We got a new show every week, and almost always am I the winner. Yeah, not true, Ray. In the past, we've discussed such matches as Captain America versus Darth Vader, Solid Snake versus the Iron Giant, classic matchups like RoboCop versus Terminator, 
and even the Muppets versus Sesame Street. That one was crazy. So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com. I'm going to let Paul start off with his ranking first and we'll just kind of circle around. You just All give right. a typical five-star ranking, you know, just like on a five, like you would on any five-star scale <laughs> from best to worst. Oh, well, oh, <laughs> I know a lot of people would agree with it, but I'd have to give original series five stars. Uh, it was ahead of its time for the time frame it was entertaining i especially always loved the uh interactions between spock and mccoy and and uh kirk uh especially the mccoy and uh, uh spock uh, i was glad they kept that in the movies as well generation i definitely would, uh, give that one uh five stars or dear five stars it was definitely a bit more realistic uh one of the problems with the original series is all the Big people always went into unknown situations. Yep. That would never happen. <laughs> uh, they uh, controlled that a lot more in Next Generation, and most of the uh, expanded Trek after that was all based uh, off, was more based off of the Next Generation uh, format going forward. Yep. Uh, so it uh, really established the expanded universe of Trek. Fortunately, I have... I've only seen a couple of episodes of the animated series, and it's been so long since I I don't really remember them. Uh, one of the uh, things on my they're list very that good. I get back to <laughs> yes, uh, they're basically the you could call them extended episodes of seasons three and four that never were you know much yeah. like continues web series. So. Uh, but uh, next generation also uh, introduced some uh, uh, great villains. Uh, to the Trek universe, uh, the Borg. Uh, yep. Those were a favor of mine, especially because uh, uh, I've always had a thing for cybernetic uh, life forms. Yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, my my love of Doctor Who uh, was always into that because they had the Doctor Who had the Cybermen. Yeah. Uh, and Star Trek had the Borg. Was <laughs> uh, <is> their answer? <laughs> the. Uh, Deep Space Nine, I think, was probably uh, my next favorite after uh, Next Generation. Uh, I was really slow to get into that one. Uh, I didn't uh, didn't really like it a whole lot. Just watched it uh, in the beginning. I didn't really like it a whole lot. Uh, I watched it. Uh, uh, it was basically one of those things I didn't make an effort to watch. But if I was around and uh, nothing else was on, I'd watch it. Uh, started watching it a bit more in college though, because my uh, roommate was always watching it. By the time I got back to the uh, dorm room, so <laughs> that'll uh, do it. <laughs> started watching it more then. I think that was about the time point where uh, Worf was on the show. Yep, uh, made so it better. <laughs> that, that helped too, because I really liked that character. Uh, liked what they did with him later in the uh, next generation, and uh, and also uh, after that point, because his character I thought was pretty weak in the beginning of next generation. Yep. Um, Voyager. Uh, that was another one I kind of hated on for years and often made fun of, but uh, once I gave it a chance to watch here about, I think it was about 10 years ago when I actually sat down and watched the entire series is there was a lot of good stuff that was going on in that. Uh, and uh yeah, but another favorite of the, those uh, later series there, I believe, uh, 
pretty sure they were introduced to Next Generation, or no, Deep Space Nine was the uh, Dominion. Uh, yeah. I thought those were fun. Uh, mm -hmm. I actually, uh, actually got a chance to meet uh, Jeffrey Combs a while back, and I got him to sign a, a, a Wii U uh, picture. There you go. <laughs> How would you Let's rank see. the movies? Uh, the movies, uh, the original series movies, I definitely love those. Uh, I never, I never bought into the even odd rule that a lot of people go with. I, I like them all. <laughs> uh, there's, uh, I got weird rankings for them because uh, there's, there's, there's like, uh, uh, it depends on what I'm in the mood for. Like uh, uh, Star Trek Four, I consider that the funny one of the series. Uh, Undiscovered Country, I really like that one, but I'd have to say that one was best the first time you see it. Uh, after losing the uh, the the mystery of what was actually going on there, it's it's still rewatchable, but that uh, uh, wasn't uh, wasn't as big on it. Uh, well, compared to the other ones, but uh, uh, motion picture, Rathacon, Search for Spock. I've seen I I I couldn't tell you how many times I've seen those. Uh, and uh, actually, a while back here. Uh, uh, Ended up going to a uh, a mini uh, trek marathon where they're showing uh, Star Trek two, II, three, and four in the the theater back to back. And, nice. Uh, in between a couple of movies changes, they actually uh, that was the same day that Uhura actually passed away. Oh uh, damn! So they made an announcement about that, but uh, uh, it was kind of sad, but still kind of a a good memory uh, thinking back uh, of what she did for Trek and all that. Uh, her character expired was always so great. Astronauts. Yep. Yes, uh, definitely expired a lot. Uh, plus, I thought her character was freaking great in in the entirety of the the series. Uh, I I always really felt bad at the original series episode. Uh, uh, this was the same episode that uh, ended up being the basis for the. Uh, uh, it was kind of a rewrite turned into the motion picture, but the uh, the Nomad episode. Her her memory got erased in that one. Mm, yeah. That uh, I I always felt really bad about that. Uh, not that they really kept it too much after that, point, but uh, yeah, it's uh, a one off. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it it also took me a while to get in Enterprise. It took me a while to get into that show. I I did finally give it a go. There's things I liked about it, but. All in all, it was uh, I think it was probably the weakest of the Trek series I've watched. Right. Uh, plus, I did they they really changed distances a lot in that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it, it didn't make much sense. But th there was a lot of things I really liked about the show. It, it, I thought I had a few decent characters. Uh, it was kind of interesting to see the uh, early uh, uh, Federation being put together. Uh, and they can't always like beam that. people up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, right. So that was kind of nice. Um, and then from that point, uh, uh, I'm trying to remember what was next after that. I've I've seen uh, the next gen movies. Oh yeah, the next gen movies. Uh, uh, those, all in all, I liked them all. Uh, I'd have to say probably my favorite out of them was First Contact. Uh, and insurrection. I, I really liked insurrection a lot, uh, but was not a favorite with a lot of people. 
Uh, Generations I liked, uh, but uh, the thing I hated about Generations, they killed Kirk off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they could have easily kept it going. And, That's why it divides people. Uh, there's actually, uh, I haven't read a lot of uh, uh, Star Trek uh, uh, novels, but uh, there were a few I, I read that were based around that time frame where Shatner actually did survive, and it was about yes. him adjusting uh, into the... Uh, into that world Somehow yeah those now has returned yeah yeah the return yes. is what they were Shatner has canon. fallen Shatner has risen yeah, they, they're kind of i thought they were fairly entertaining uh but uh yeah probably my ranking out of the next generation movies it's gonna be uh two three two three one four as, as far as uh the order that i like them uh i mean i i did like uh the last one they did there, uh, but it, it was basically Star Trek Arthurian legend. <laughs> yeah, essentially it. <laughs> uh, but it it, it it was kind of fun. Uh, I was a little soiled on that one though, because my roommate at the time, uh, he somehow got a hold of a script copy of that before the movie hit, so he's constantly going on and on about it, which was weird anyway, because he was not a big Trek fan anyway. He's a big comic book nerd, but he was not a Trek fan. Uh, so he'd go on about that. And then when we finally went to go see the movie, he'd be going on, oh, yeah, they did this different there, or such and such and stuff. So it's kind of annoying. It's like, uh, dude. I, I'm, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm not big on spoilers. For it. <laughs> uh, and uh, then out of the, the newer stuff they put up, I, I haven't seen any, any of the lower deck stuff. Uh, I've, I've heard it's good. Uh, looks interesting. I'll check it out at some point. Picard, I've been meaning to watch that, but haven't uh, been able to get down to watch that. I'll probably end. Uh, nice saying when I do finally get down to set to watch it, uh, I'll, I'll be able to watch stuff without waiting for the next episode. There you go. Uh, but uh, on the downside, that will mean pretty much the series is dead by the time I get around to watching it. But uh, watched the first couple of seasons of Discovery and uh, I thought it was fun. Second season, I liked a lot more, uh, where they're setting up uh, uh, Pike was in it. I uh, uh, still got to watch his series. I uh, haven't watched that yet, but I definitely am planning on it because I really liked what he did with the character. And Absolutely. I thought they put that down pretty good. Uh, Wonderful. So that's yeah. probably about all I got to say for now, anyway. All is left is Mark. All right. We're beaming in John into the critics' corner. I hope you got time. We got time. Um, all right, I'll I'll go in uh, in ascending order here for uh, TV shows. So coming in at three stars out of five, Picard and uh, Discovery. I feel like both of those being modern tracks, a bit inconsistent. They they change radically from season to season, and that smacks of a show that doesn't quite know what it wants to be yet. Um, and it's still trying to find its voice, uh, but they're they're quality productions, even though they frustrate me a lot. Um, I think Enterprise is uh, underappreciated. When it's good, it's really good. When it's bad, it's bad. So they come in at three and a half. Uh, also at three and a half, the animated series. I have a lot of love for Star Trek, the animated series, but they were cut short. I feel like there was so much more to do, and they really could have landed it. Uh, but again, very inconsistent. Stranger Worlds, four stars out of five. Ooh. They're brand new. They're brand new. They, they've only had uh, 20 episodes so far. Um, 
couple of those have been clunkers. And I kind of wonder what happened to Pike in season two. He's just not around very much. But overall, it's a really well-produced show with a lot of great characters. Prodigy, coming in also at four stars. Great, great show. Has one of my all-time favorite Star Trek episodes ever, which is All the World's Stage by Aaron Waltke. Um, that is a fantastic must-watch episode by anyone. But again, it's cut a little bit short. We've only had 20 episodes. Season two is in production now. It will premiere relatively soon. Um, and I hope they, they get up to a five star out of five for me. I think they will, but I think they're just not there yet because we haven't had a lot. They need to <laughs> tell more of the story. Uh, Voyager, second half of Voyager, amazing. First half of Voyager, a bit at Rocky. They get a nice <laughs> four stars. They get a nice solid four stars. Same with DS9. DS9 took a long time for them to find their footing. I think the secondary cast in DS9 is better very often than the stars of the show. Um, but again, a solid four, no question about it. All right, coming in at five, Lower Decks, because they kill it, not only because it's hilarious, but they actually do the drama. They actually do character stories that are meaningful and some of the best character stories that have been told on Star Trek. So they get five. Hope Mike uh, can actually live out his plan of doing eight seasons because that's what he's written is eight seasons worth. Um, TNG, kind of the gold standard. They get five out of five, even though there's a lot of really clunky episodes in there, um, especially in the first half. And then the original series, they kind of have to get five because they set the standard. They set the tone. And yeah, you need a little bit of... Uh, I guess, sort of um, a cultural orientation to go into a show that's nearly 60 years old. But it's great. It's really solid. It's fun. And there's something really nice about watching a show that isn't trying to be too clever for its own good. And that's the problem that I have with a lot of modern shows. See also the bottom of my list, Picard and Star Trek Discovery. There's something really refreshing about a show that is just very earnest and sincere and thoughtful with the stories that it's trying to tell. Even when they get them wrong, it's okay. Move on to the next week, new story. Yep. Go to the ones you love as opposed to cling on to the bad. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And you know what? I, I like, on, I yeah. <laughs> uh, there, there are all kinds of. Oh, God, it was an unintentional pun. Cling on. Uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> there are all kinds of shots you can take at the original series, but it, it, it's sort of like if you love baseball, but you're like, oh, but I hate Mickey Mantle or Babe Ruth. Like, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> those, those are the people who, like, they set the standard. You know, oh, I love rock and roll, but I hate the Beatles. Like, get out of here. Just yeah, stop. No. Stop trying to be work. too cool, okay? <laughs> you know, that, like, that's the reason that you're here. Um, all right, let's talk about <laughs> movies, though. Okay. Movies I'm going to do in descending order. There you go. I'll change this up a little bit here. All right, five stars, Star Trek The Motion Picture. It, it is much maligned. It is underappreciated. It is misunderstood. That new 4K director's cut is nothing short of a miracle. It is remarkable to be able to remake that movie the way they did. And it is the most true to the tone, the philosophy, the heart of Star Trek, has some mm -hmm. of my favorite moments in all of Star Trek. 
Uh, so again, if you need a little orientation to get into it, fine, but you really need to stick it out and watch that movie. Um, also at five stars, Star Trek The Undiscovered Country, Star Trek VI. Beautiful wrap-up, just a tight, well-told story. Beautiful send-off to that cast. Also at number five, The Wrath of Khan. I think it is maybe the least Star Trek of the movies, but it is an incredible movie that is told very well with a lot of uh, uh, just efficiency, high drama. It's wonderful to watch. It's just fun. And I've seen it more than any other Star Trek movie, hands down. I am. <laughs> four stars, The Voyage Home. It's fun. It can't help be but fun. Also fun at four stars, First Contact. It's a haunted house movie in space. Yes. And we get fun character moments with our lead characters. So why not? Uh, also at four stars, Here's an odd one, Star Trek Beyond. I think they landed it with their third outing of the J.J. Abrams cast because they just did an episode. They, they just like, we're going to get right into the story. They're in space. They're doing cool stuff. We're just going to do an episode of Star Trek. And I thought they did it really nicely. Um, three and a half stars, Search for Spock. I think it's dependent on Star Trek Two and Star Trek Four but it is uh, an overlooked, underappreciated movie. Um, also at three and a half stars, Generations. A lot of problems with that movie, but uh, one of the problems is not Malcolm McDowell, and one of the problems is not the director of photography. I think that movie looks beautiful. Oh, yeah. It was so, shot really nicely, right? Yep. Um, three and a half stars, Insurrection. Again, like not a great movie, but they did an episode. They just did a really great episode of Next Gen, so insurrection, quite good. All right, we're going to lower it down a little bit here. Uh -oh. <laughs> three stars, three stars, Final Frontier. Star Trek V, The Final Frontier, is a very poorly made, very good <laughs> Star Trek movie. So sit on that, if you will. No, I, um, I know what you mean. It's, it would work yeah. as an episode. It's just yeah, as yeah. a movie, it, you're it, like, Shatner. It is <laughs> not a well-produced or well-directed movie, but it is a thoughtful movie that was like right up Gene Roddenberry's alley. You know, should have been better than it was. Um, two stars, Star Trek Nemesis. Poor way <laughs> to send off that cast. Yeah, it just, it really was. Uh, oh, wait no a minute, wait favorite. a minute. <laughs> I, I got to flip it. Three stars, actually, uh, Star Trek 2009, the, uh, the first J.J. Abrams movie. I think it's just solid. Like, it, it, it doesn't wow me with the story, but I think the casting is great. Uh, it was a good way to reboot Star Trek. Many flaws, but it, it's just solid. It, it earns its three, okay? So, yeah, two, Nemesis, and I'm sorry, but it's zero stars, is the second J.J. Abrams movie, Star Trek Into Darkness, <laughs> a movie that just makes me angry first every time rated. that I, yeah, every time that I think about that that movie even got made, it just makes me full of rage. So they get zero <laughs> stars and no more. That's the one where they retold Khan's story, right? Oh, yeah. no, 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 it's no, not Khan, no, Gil. It's John Harrison. It's somebody you've <laughs> never heard of. Who has nothing to do with a legacy Star Trek character? To quote John Tropic Thunder, Harrison. he's the dude playing the dude disguised playing as another dude. dude. Disguised <laughs> as another dude. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Okay, man, you wiped the floor here today. So there you go. <laughs> man, yeah. all right. Now, now I'll be judging everybody else's choices. <laughs>
<laughs> All right, the admirals are in. So, Sarah, I'm going to let you take off with your rankings. Um, for blast off. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I'll start with the shows. I'll start with number one, Next Gen, because I have a special place in my heart for it. <laughs> then Deep, I'd say Deep Space Nine next. I think I always thought DS9 was interesting because it was... Not everyone who reports to Cisco is Starfleet, which is interesting. Just also Kira might be my favorite Star Trek character. Nice. Um, <laughs> and uh, all the Dominion stuff, you have Cisco kind of walking some like ethically gray lines, um, just all all around good stuff. Um, I mean, Garrick and Quark, everything. Um, hmm. Next, I think I'm going to say Voyager. Janeway and seven. <laughs> and I think, then I think TOS, then I'm going to say Strange New Worlds. I just, I really love what they're doing. I love their takes on the characters. Um, I think that they do a good job of showing the characters at an earlier kind of stage of development. So they're not just imitating previous performances. Um, they're kind of showing where they were before the point that we're used to seeing them at. Um, right. And it's just a fun show. They have a musical and they have yes. a fantasy episode. Still waiting <laughs> on that college humor recut. <laughs> She's just divided yeah, totally. up. <laughs> um, then Lower Decks, uh, also just so much fun. So many callbacks for fans. I think they just really nail the humor and they just get it. Like they just get what people love about Trek and about like next gen era Trek specifically. Um, then I'm gonna say Enterprise, which I enjoyed. It's not it's not my favorite, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> and uh, animated series, which same thing. It's not like it was fun. It's <laughs> cheesy at times for sure, uh, but fun. Oh, and disco. I forgot disco. Where would I put disco? <laughs> Is that what we're calling it now <laughs> instead of discovery? I'd say probably, I don't know, maybe Tide. Tied with uh, Strange New Worlds, I'd put Discovery. I just, I really like Michael Burnham a lot as a character. And I just, I love seeing her evolution. Seeing from where she's at in the first season where she's, um, everyone thinks of her as this like mutineer and she's kind of having to prove herself and kind of trying to still figure out who she is. And she still has so much of this like history being raised with Vulcans, but also trying to kind of find her humanity. And and seeing where she is now and how she's evolved, it's it's been a, a fun journey. For movies, I'll start with TOS movies. I'd say number one is Wrath of Khan. Yep. Uh, <laughs> just that scene, the Spock's death scene is, I mean, I have been and always shall be your friend. Like that's one of the most heartbreaking scenes in all of movies, honestly. <laughs> but they kind of revisited it into darkness very badly but still don't, yeah. look don't don't yeah. don't get that started okay <laughs> we're just we're not gonna go there <laughs> all right um then probably probably motion picture um it just i i agree i think it just it feel it feels very star trek it feels very tos um and i'm gonna say undiscovered country i think would be next yeah, I think I'm going to say Undiscovered Country, Voyage Home, and Final Frontier. 
Um, <laughs> is that your final answer? <laughs> I think that is my final answer. Um, yeah. All right. Well, uh, checks out. Yeah, for the Kelvin movies, I don't know. I'm going to say they're tied. <laughs> uh, as far as just my own personal enjoyment of them, if you're ranking like actual actual quality of them, I would go into more detail. But as far as my own just personal enjoyment of them, I just, I didn't get into them as much. I tried and I rewatched them a couple times and I just couldn't, couldn't get into them as much. Um, for next-gen movies, I think uh, First Contact um, I just, I love seeing the crew meet Zephyrin Cochran. Seeing them nerd out about it is so much fun. Seeing him in this different light, like when we see him in TOS, he's this kind of like much more serene, um, like lofty scientist. Yeah. And see him like playing rock music and just like this different, I, I liked that version of him. Um, it was a lot of fun. Then probably Insurrection, I'm going to say next. Then Generations, um, it's fun to see, obviously, the crews together. Um, Kirk does die, <laughs> which is sad, but I thought was I thought it was a good send-off for him. He dies heroically and uh, kind of as, as like a formal kind of, um, I guess, barrier between the TOS era and, and the next-gen era. As far as the movies go, I think it was, um, it was a good way to do it. Um, and then uh, the nemesis. <laughs> All right. Sounds I think about that's right. everything. I'm, for now. <laughs> for now. Alrighty. Oh, so, Prodigy. Prodigy. I forgot about Prodigy. Nope. Um, I'm going to say Prodigy is probably tied with lower decks. Pros and cons? Uh... Yeah, well, it's almost tied, I'd say. I do enjoy lower decks a bit more, but I, I like the characters um, in Prodigy. It's being aimed at, at kids, I think it did a good job of that um, without being like it It still feels like Star Trek, but it's a good, I think, entry point. And the characters are fun and it's fun to see kind of this idea of what the Federation is about from the perspective of these kids who haven't really experienced it firsthand yet. Everyone's got a window. <laughs> There's something for everybody. You got an yeah. R-rated cartoon, then you got a kid's cartoon. So, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So. Uh, Teresa, I'm going to let you go next <laughs> at I the bridge, think, at the ready. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to start by saying I declined to rate the movies. Oh! I mm. feel it. it's not the movies, it's me. I'm a terrible viewer of the films. Like, as a casual viewer of the series who didn't watch every episode, I, feel, I always felt like I was missing something from the show that would enable me to understand the movies. Interesting. So, I like what stands out are first contact and the Kelvin timeline movies, but otherwise I'm going to say that I, I had trouble following plots and declined to rate the movies. As far as the TV episodes go, there are shining moments in each series where I felt like I understood what was going on, and there are memorable whole storylines. See, with the original series, I would rank it a four because. It's kind of comic booky in its characterizations, and the acting is theatrical, and the writing got a lot better later. But it has that wonderful feeling of going on an adventure. It's easy to jump in and watch week to week. The animated yeah. series, I would rate a three. It didn't, it didn't stay in my memory really well, but I think 
like relatively for a cartoon, the writing was much more deeper than a lot of animated TV shows. Next Gen is a solid five. The writing had really gotten better and the cast has the most cohesion. They feel like a family more than the other casts, I think, for working together. And there are story arcs like Data and his brother Lore and Data's quest for um, for humanity and emotional expression. I just generally like Next Generation the best. It's the one I grew up on. Deep Space Nine, I will say, is a three because I haven't seen enough of it. I always watch the first season, and I find it compelling for the cast being in more conflict with each other. It seemed really dark compared to the other Star Trek series, and I also like their debate on science versus religion. And in a nutshell, that's it. I'm I'm well, a terrible Star Trek viewer. I'm so I, sorry. I thank you. You landed the shuttle, but it had a few rough around the edges uh, landing there. Um, no wrong answers. I love that. Yeah, no <laughs> I give your rating okay. five stars. Five, <laughs> five stars for her ratings. Five stars for that one episode. I rank her ratings number three in my range. Okay, you <laughs> behave. <laughs> All right, Oliver, I'm going to let you go. You've long overdue. Captain to the moon. Um, I think in series breadth, there's a very kind of common trope in Star Trek series is what I call the first two seasons disease. Um, yes. <laughs> which, with the exception of the original series, every series, the first two seasons seem to be awful. Uh, but in its series breadth, I would say that the best uh, Star Trek series is Deep Space Nine. Within the Star Trek world, uh, it was forced to do something different, which I found very refreshing. It also gave us the greatest character that Star Trek ever produced, in my opinion, outside of the regular cast, which is a Garrick. Um, uh, 100% was... on Garrick, Oliver. You are a smart well, man. We agree. <laughs> well, um, you know, Q started off malevolent and then became a comic a comedy figure, so that's kind of why I'm not including him in this. But Garrick, I think, was a fantastic character. Uh, uh, edition a small plug uh for my for my own podcast uh which is called 78 <laughs> episodes 30 good ones which was reviewing all of the original series episodes it's coke classic uh you can't go wrong i think for the 60s it was era it was defining and it bucked the trend um for uh we all know the great greatest episodes that uh, the tos did i'm always a big fan of ones that are underrated um First season, A Taste of Armageddon. Second season has been mentioned before as Metamorphosis. Third season gets a bad rap. It's awful, don't get me wrong, but it's not as bad as you remember. Um, and an excellent episode in the third uh, third season, apart from the obvious, which is the Enterprise incident, is one called Spectre of the Gun. Um, I, I think that their use, their lack of budget made that a better episode. Um uh, I also I love Next Generation, of course. Um, it gave me the Next Generation gave me the best episode uh, that Star Trek has ever done, in my particular estimation, which is one called Darmok. Um, just nice. a fantastic episode. Yeah, uh, he, uh, he has the Darmok and Jalad. Yes, <laughs> hey, really. It's yeah, a band speak, t-shirt is a Dormak and Jalad at Tanagra. Yeah, speaking in, <laughs> speaking in metaphor, I thought that was just fantastic. Um, the other series, uh, Voyager, I think the problem with Voyager always was is that the cast was the worst. Um, I think uh, Robert Beltran wasn't interested in Star Trek right from the get-go. Um, Garrett Wang was terrible. Uh, I think they did uh, Jennifer Leanne a disservice. 
um, by treating her that her character that way. Um, so Voyager had its hits and misses. Um, uh, I Enterprise. <laughs> oh God, Enterprise. Um, Enterprise was very. I I could have guessed, I would have thought that Enterprise was made in the sixties because it was very male gaze, very, <laughs> very like Jolene Blaylock was. What was she there for? Just for people to stare at and for them to objectify. Rick Berman was very pervy back then. Yeah, the yeah. Producer. <laughs> um, uh, I, I think I, I, I enjoyed Strange New Worlds. I won't mention the other two, because um, <laughs> I hated them. Um, Damn. <laughs> <laughs> um, as for movies, uh, I would make the argument that Wrath of Khan is not only the greatest Star Trek movie, it is one of the greatest science fiction movies ever. I would put that in the top 10, uh, along with Close Encounters and Empire Strikes Back and 2001. Uh, the greatest thing about, about, um, about uh, Wrath of Khan is between Montalban and Shatner, there is a buffet of scenery chewing and i yes. just i am completely <laughs> here for it um again i undiscovered country has got the same thing is that christopher Plummer and uh and william shatner who came out of the same theater mm -hmm. uh, about an hour down the road from me um it is a golden corral of scenery chewing it is it is unbelievable and that's what makes it good the other thing i should point out is that though they were both done by nick meyer um yeah. and nick meyer nick meyer for being an outsider nick meyer is he got it like he 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 got star trek for being an outsider something that i don't think jj abrams or alex Kurt, kurtzman can say uh, uh, nick meyer got it he's a filmmaker uh, first tracking yeah second. <laughs> um and if you watch time after time which was kind of the the movie that put nick meyer on the map and it's about hg wells it, it, it was very very good um as bad goes nemesis is a is a dumpster fire um uh, i mean <laughs> before come on people um i am not a i i am not a fan of of the motion picture um i understand that it's kind of uh, grown in stature as as it has aged um but i i read the greatest review about it <laughs> once and i'll try and quote it as accurately as i accurately as i can in the fact that uh, someone wrote it's about a lot of people in beige outfits who are in very bad moods <laughs> um oh, man I, I thought <laughs> i thought that was a great kind of uh uh kind of uh critics uh, were cynical back <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it but it, if you watch it i mean it's it, it has its problems. Um, and it, of course, is um, a, a am going to say, a takeoff on an original series episode called The Changeling. Um, yeah. Why they chose that, I don't know. Uh, but I would absolutely go deep for the, for the new watcher, Deep Space Nine, original series, and, and Next Generation. You can't go wrong. Just, to, just in the case of, of, of um, the Deep Space Nine and um next generation don't hold the first two seasons against them because <laughs> it gets better um and uh and for tos third season is a slog some of the episodes are just i unbelievably bad but uh, search out uh the enterprise incident and specter of the gun i think you'll find that the third season 
and and this may be a hot take uh the one with Marriott Hartley in it um the second to last one tomorrow was yesterday I think that was what it was all our all our yes all our yesterdays Uh, okay yeah not bad that's the one with Spock falls in love wasn't it yes yes (laughs) um uh not 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 great but good but apart from that that's kind of where i kind of stand in uh, in the star trek universe damn <laughs> he's stumped <laughs> he came he's always stumped anyway so jen you can go next the movies that really stick out to me are one with the whales because it's just four. it's so weird and silly and it feels like something they could have done on the original series if they had a much bigger budget so that really appealed to me there. And the next generation movie that sticks in my head is First Contact because it was the people that we know being nerds about the other people we know. So it really felt like it kind of tied the universes together in that regard. Yeah. Um, I liked the J.J. Abrams movie. Like they were fun movies. They didn't feel very Star Trekky to me. They were enjoyable, but not good Star Trek. So for the show's top of my list would be Deep Space Nine. It was at the time when they could really start to get really open about transgender metaphors with the trills. Lower Decks would be on my top of my list too because it points out how silly some of the Star Trek is. You could watch this not knowing any of the references and still think, wow, that was a good episode of whatever this looks. Yeah. Uh, and the same thing with Prodigy where it's it loves what it is. It knows all the weird things about Star Trek and it just loves it and shows you how great it is. Next down would be um, Discovery. It goes completely in the opposite direction of TOS where it's like, we are going to be dark constantly and do a little bit of silly stuff every once in a while. And they told one story for the whole season and I think they did very well. Around Discovery would be Voyager for me. It has a lot of problems. It suffers from the writers forgetting about things one episode to another, but individual episodes are good. I've been calling it Star Trek Brady Bunch, where it takes <laughs> uh, people There's who should image. never, like, they take people who should never have been a family, and they force them to get along. Probably next generation would be next. Um, that was my Star Trek. I love it less it's more serious than the original series but it still has that same here's the issue of the week we're going to deal with it silly stuff is going to happen that's where i'd put um tos to around like like four stars it's just fun and it takes serious issues but does them in a fun and colorful way like this have absolutely zero budget and it would tell good stories and that's, I think, really telling how good it is. The shows I don't like as much are, I love Strange New Worlds, but I don't feel like it is succeeding in what it's trying to do. Like, I, it doesn't know whether it wants to be silly or serious in the space of one episode sometimes. Enterprise was good, but Archer kept pissing me off with all of his terrible decisions about... Like, hey, let's take my dog to this planet. Like, I don't care if you don't have a prime directive. Don't take your dog. Yeah. Like, it's common sense. Keep the dog on the deck. <laughs> don't let your dog pee in that important. <laughs> and Picard is definitely near the bottom of my list. I enjoyed it, but 
there was no need to bring back characters just to kill them off from next generation. Like every time they brought someone back, it's like, great, are they going to kill them now? And the answer was usually yes, just to further the plot, not really to wrap up their stories that much. So Gil, you are next to beam up to the bridge. I'll start with the first series and move up. Um, Star Trek, of course, it's the original. It's the first. It's got what cued everybody's interest. Who's so I'd first? give it. Yeah, yeah, I'd give that a five. And it had some really top-notch episodes. Of course, yeah, it did have some bad episodes as well. But you know, it's like Guardian. I, I, I'm not getting the titles right, but Guardians. Uh, uh, what is it? Guardian of Forever storyline with Edith Keeler. That was a good story. Arena, there's the submarine type one where he's in a combat with uh, Romulans. Yeah. So, yeah. Balance of Terror. Balance of Terror, yep. And uh, I'd give that a five. Uh, Moving on to Next Generation. Yeah, and it's like what was said before, you know, the first two seasons, you know, a lot of these shows didn't hit their stride till the third season, Mm -hmm. you know, especially for the ones that ran for seven years. Yeah. Yeah. but yeah, Next Generation, um, when that Best of Both Worlds story came along, it, it just kicked it into high gear for me for liking it even more. And uh, I'd give that a five as well. Deep Space Nine, well, I'll give that a five because that's my favorite of all of them. I, You know, Ca- Captain Sisko, and there was a storyline where, you know, when it had the Dominion War going on, and he's trying to convince this Romulan commander to join them. And he actually, you know, he he lies to get the job done and he said he'd do it again and that's not something you would have ever seen before that yeah with, uh, very groundbreaking yeah if i so then yeah and voyager uh, that, that was my least favorite i'd have to say of all of them uh, i'd give that maybe a three yeah because it looks you know when they when they kicked them off into the delta quadrant they they kind of took them away from all the things that made star trek you know, really work. And they even had to try to bring back some of those elements in some way or another as they went along. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Enterprise. um, I, I wanted to like it. um, And I I did, especially that fourth season. Yeah. It was where it was really starting to get good, but of course it didn't get the ratings in. So it didn't go beyond that, (laughs) but it it seemed to me like they were going to get their fourth season. That seemed like when they were hitting their stride. That's when we wait till Discovery shows up, right? And uh, yeah, they, I don't think they knew what they wanted to do with that when they started. They gave it a 10 year before Kirk, you know, timeline. They they just kind of jumped all over the place with it. They didn't know what they wanted to do with it. And I don't want to give any spoilers to anyone here who hasn't seen it. Spoiler. Yeah. yeah. But uh, for, for that, and then uh, Strange New Worlds, or, or Lower Decks came first, didn't it? Before Strange New Worlds, yes, and I really enjoy it. it, it the humor in that is really, really good, and um, um, it really does cater to the fans. Which you know, there's nothing wrong with that, and I really enjoy it. And Strange New Worlds, I think I like it. It's kind of I, I always wanted to know more about Pike and Number One, and you know their stories and stuff like that. And I was glad to see that come into this, and, and I kind of enjoy where they're going with it so far. Nice. That Picard. Picard, yeah, they, they were jumping around each season. You weren't sure where they were going with it. I did enjoy the last season, of course, for obvious reasons. Prodigy. Pro- oh, Prodigy. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. But I did want to know, you know, okay, what happened to Jacode? What, you know, in the storylines and stuff like that, where uh, 
um, you know, Chakotay takes a ship out and these people find the ship and you're like, okay, what happened to Chakotay? I still, I still want to know what happened with that. And then uh, for the movies, you know, the first movie, the motion picture, wanted to like it. And, you know, they could have, you know, of all the movies they could have took, taken stuff from, they took it from 2001 Space Odyssey with how plotting it seemed to be, especially, you know, when their long trip through V'ger. Um, it just seemed to drag, in my opinion. Um, Wrath of Khan, that's a favorite. I really like that one. It kind of has elements from Balance of Terror in it, in that it's like a sub, submarine battle in space kind of thing. For Spock, I, I give that a three. And you gotta uh, say it the way Shad says it, Spock, <laughs> Spock, or Khan. Oh, there you go. <laughs> okay, so three and then four. Four was a good one. I liked it, even though it's kind of hokey, you know, with them traveling back in time and trying to save the whales, so to speak, or restart the whales, I should say. Five, it, it fell flat. That would probably be a two on my scale and then <laughs> and then six the uh undiscovered country i like that one again somebody brought up uh nick meyer or is it nicholas myers yes yeah so yeah those two four and six are my favorites i'm not sure uh, nicholas myers only had involvement with two and six and uh, uh consultant on discovery but yeah he's mainly been a big sci-fi and uh mystery filmmaker <laughs> Generations fell flat for me. I was kind of unhappy with it. Um, it. It felt like there was so much they could have done, and it it didn't really move the way I hoped it would. I didn't like the way they killed off Kirk. First Contact, now I enjoyed First Contact, and it had some flaws in it, but I, I liked that time travel story, and it involved the board. So, yeah, I guess of all the Next Generation movies, that would probably be my favorite. Uh, you know, I'd give that not a five necessarily, but a four, Insurrection. Yes, the Return of the Jedi installment, I call it. <laughs> Seven Samurai, Save the Village. Yeah, it, it was like somebody else said. It's, it was like a, a Next Generation episode more than a movie. And I'd be probably a three on that one. And then Nemesis, uh, was, that was a big misstep with Shinzon and the clone of Picard. Oh boy, that acting. And, yeah, I did like in 2009, the new Star Trek. Way too many lens flares, but I liked it. Oof. Um, Aaron's and, just and, losing it now. <laughs> and, and I didn't like maybe necessarily the speed at which like they moved through him going through you know because joining Starfleet through the academy, then all of a sudden you know he's captain of a starship you know at the end of that, and then um, then darkness and, which is that's the, the one with the yeah, and, and then, then the, beyond is the the yeah I, I the beyond yeah it, beyond was okay, but um, yeah I'd give that a I'd give that a three. Um, right. I, I don't really have a lot to say about it. I mean, it was all right. Cliff and Aaron, you are up on yeah. the roster, and then the prosecutors yeah, well, will close us out, and I oh, okay. will then put the final line in the sand. All right. <laughs> yeah, in the interest of time, for the listeners yeah. at home, we yeah. decided to combine our ratings. Cause <sighs> That's a wonderful yeah. idea. But what I'll do is I'll either throw a quote or a little commentary in there. Okay, there you that go. <laughs> all right, so first off, the original series. It was... Uh, each episode was its own self-contained thing, dealt with uh, great issues in a lighthearted way almost. And uh, yeah. I, I, it, I had the Gorn getting taken down with the double axe handle, the greatest fighting style. Oh, yeah, Much yeah, better yeah. than when Picard <laughs> brought in the uh, MMA style fighting. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> but then next up, I would say would be the next generation, of course, which kind of, which kind of peaks in the middle, I would say. 
Uh, at this point, they're starting to apply arcs and things like that. So kind of holds your interest, but it hasn't gotten heavy on the art. Sure. And it has yeah. LeVar Burton, the best character in human that's ever been in Star Probably. Trek show. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Plus he taught us how to read. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, almost <laughs> like, would, would it benefit? <laughs> Um, so then I, I would I would probably say uh, um, Deep Space Nine would be okay. next. Uh, the only the only issue I have with Deep Space Nine, I think they had a nice arc in there, but everything was very dark and serious. And, you know, and then they had Quark. And what what, what the hell is with Quark? I, I don't know if I really like Quark. Because, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, they paint Ferengis a certain way and all of a sudden here's Quark and he presents as this most enlightened Ferengi of all time and he's a bartender. I don't know what he's doing. Anyways, um, and then let's see, as far as series are concerned, I would say Enterprise is next. They return to the uh, lightheartedness, uh, wasn't too serious, whatever. I could get into it, you know, and, and sure. yeah said space vacuum yeah okay yeah yeah um oh voyager maybe comes after that it's it's kind of like okay you guys keep moving on with this thing uh, i don't know maybe i'm getting a little bored you're in the delta or where are they yeah, now delta quadrant yeah which is i i like because i thought it brought yeah. tried to bring it back and someone had mentioned like they had to start you know kind of incorporating characters and plots and you know, races from the other quadrants. Yeah, they're trying because, to, it's like an RPG like all of a sudden. That's when they were weakest. Yeah. I like, they're like, oh, we're going to recreate the magic of the first one. But, you know, it's like, this is the only series in which they don't find some way to either travel through time or travel across the universe, you know, in some absurd way. So they had the hologram doctor, which is great red dwarf sort of yeah, nod. Yeah. And yeah. they had Janeway who was in Remo Williams, the adventure continues. Oh, of course. So, well, yeah. yeah. We're getting really yeah. geeky yeah. here. <laughs> Yeah. It was the ultimate geek cast. <laughs> yeah, that's so let's see what what other things are. What other uh, are we haven't seen the there? new one, right? Yeah, There's, we haven't seen uh, Picard. Uh, I I I fell apart after oh. like the second. Yeah, you know, I just couldn't. When they make pizzas, that's fun. Yeah. Okay. All right. So yeah, by the by the second season <laughs> of Picard, I, I was not. I couldn't. Just, I couldn't hang with it. Uh, Discovery was kind of the same way. I had to force myself to watch it, and then finally, I was just like, all right, everyone's crying all the time. How is this a battle-ready group of people? I mean, their emotions are, are taking uh, front stage here. Um, so I didn't really like the uh, dramatic element of that. Um, and then I guess, uh, yeah, on to movies, because I would, I would okay. put Discovery at the low. Um, I see. So the best movie would have been, oh, man. When I was a kid, I would have said uh, Star Trek The Motion Picture, followed by Either. Star Trek Three, followed by uh, Wrath of Khan. Three and has, uh, my quote from that one is, you green-blooded son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this feels racist. Yeah. Uh, I love that play. But now I would say, okay, so Wrath of Khan was just an excellent he cinematic does. product. Someone right? talked about chewing scenery. Everyone knows the con line, but McCarter yeah. Montel going, Now, at this I don't point, like to it's, lose. It's, yeah, it's hard to go... To it's hard to figure out what's next because I could say voyage home because that was just, that you was quality Wessels. like character interaction. It was, it was clear it was aluminum, a lot of slapstick. It was great. Computer. Yeah. Com com oh, I mean, it's just full of great, great jokes, but then also at the same time, I want to go back to uh, the motion picture because that was an excellent, it stands by itself. It's they, they're wearing completely different stuff. Everything looks different. 
but it's it's got this wonderful cinematic quality you, you have this mystery it's but it's like something you can kind of understand you know this mm -hmm. thing comes back self-aware and it's yeah. looking for its creator okay that's that's pretty and because, easy and because it's based on you know the voyager spacecraft on earth yeah i can constantly go v'ger whenever it yeah. shows up the news oh like, i know love the solar line mm -hmm. like, you mean i love that i love that and you know spoiler alert <laughs> <laughs> The ending, you know, I don't, they kind of they could have wrapped that one better. Um, mm -hmm. Let's see here, and then uh, I would I would definitely put Undiscovered Country. My only problem I'm with Undiscovered to roast a marshmallow. Yeah, well, no, that's that's Undiscovered Country. Oh, it's six says, uh, Shakespeare. Six says yeah. I get real money if he shut up. Everyone. <laughs> Yeah. Does anyone does everyone have a PhD in literature yeah. in you know in, in this time period? Basically. <laughs> yeah. 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 So then, all the president's uh, but, men took a but track. It was a good it was a good yarn, you know, it, it had some great uh mystery or, or detective story there, elements. There's to a it. like sci-fi trope, it's not just Star Trek, but yeah. I feel Star Trek does it a lot where they name two things that we know and a third one just to seem like you know, they're not just oh, like yeah, my yeah. favorite composers are Mozart, Beethoven, and Sweet Flop from Sector Four. <laughs> it it's can like, get a little pretentious okay. at times. It's like <laughs> no one knows. They that. Make it seem like they aren't all <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. from our time. Have you ever heard Hamlet in the in the original Klingon? <laughs> <Yes>. The original <laughs> Klingon. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I think you just yeah, I, I, <laughs> yeah, I did. Um so, <laughs> I'm gonna get sued for that one. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then beyond that, uh, let's see here. So those are all the original ones. Yeah, and then three, original of course, because it, it finishes off. You know, yeah, we get Spock that back. That's wonderful. I know, but I, I would have oh. put that, like, up at the top before. But now it's it's closer to the bottom for those. Um, and then finally, we've got the um, uh, uh, number five, which, which was. I just said, yeah. Yeah. Most marshmallows. Yeah. Why is he climbing the mountain? But, you know, they, it was it was like a great theme um but executed kind of horribly um and i don't think they drove it home it was like a little too pretentious and spiritual i don't know anyways anyway. um on to so so the next generation i don't really i guess first contact was okay yeah, the guy says that'll do pig right yeah Is my confusing <laughs> oh, yeah that's a different movie but same oh, okay. guy um but <laughs> yeah so, so bad. <laughs> So uh, uh, First Contact would have probably been my favorite. Uh, Generations, I don't know. I was kind of disappointed, but First Contact, I you know, consider that redeemed it. Because and then, it's alive. Yeah, and then it <laughs> drops off for me. I didn't, I didn't really care much about Insurrection or Nemesis. Well, Nemesis had Tom Hardy. Everything, I know, it's, so. that's the same good thing. And because it just sort of seemed like uh, extra episodes to Next Generation. Um, and by that point, you know, I was really like, uh, I don't really care about these characters too much anymore. I mean, they can go off and retire. I don't know, whatever. Sure. And then uh, let's see. Oh, the the, the newer reboots. the reboots. Um, I loved the first reboot. Um, I thought that was great. It was very. I I I kind of liked the flares, but I got sick of them. Um, pretty fast, <laughs> and it was. Uh, uh, I like it. But it drives it just, me crazy. Yeah, <laughs> it was fast paced though. It's a tasks. drug good in small amounts. Yeah. It, it it was fast paced, and I actually did like Into Darkness because I I love Benedict Cumberbatch, um. But that's all I'll say about that. And I there is one scene in there where there's a stare off between Chris Pine and Benedict Cumberbatch. I I kind of like. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do like that they really obviously gave some thought. Like, who is this generation's Ricardo Montalban? Mm -hmm. Who here has a really amazing name? Yeah. 
Right, that's probably how he got that the gig. That was their only irony. <laughs> you know, they were they were preaching notice about the military yeah. industrial complex. Probably Are you sure it wasn't because he played <laughs> Sherlock Holmes? You were really close. I don't to know. Anyway, I did. I know we didn't review this. The only thing you you skipped and that I want to add on, not in a space, but just something to mention, is the animated series. Yeah, because there's Never a really it much, but it was yeah. the the few I watched were great. It, it's not. It's it's amazingly awful. But you think it, so? Okay. Well, no, but what I mean, the production quality is awful. Oh, oh. but. I like that <laughs> there is an a, just an absolutely incredible series of shorts that are on social media it used to be the former twitter and yeah and it's called swear trek if you just do a search you'll find it oh my god I think it's the same guy who does effing birds but uh <laughs> it's much easier to do with the animated series where he can have them say very inappropriate things yeah and it's usually just one-liners gifs you can save or gifs so i don't really care i'm looking um, those up and then all i use them so much you know and it's like you know it'll be like They'll be like, someone will be talking to the screen and they'll just look over and they'll go, look at this, you know, a word, you know, that's great. Uh, and it's swear trick and it's just amazing. It's kind of like the prequels for Star Wars. It's like, it's so bad. You get so many memes and yeah. you can have so much fun with it. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, like an infamous why, um, moment know, of TV. It's just going to yeah. be there. So that's my yeah. only addition. But yeah, I, I, would say, I was curious where your ranking is going to be. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Right. Yeah. 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 And then the, the the new stuff, I never saw it because I was so disappointed. We literally just found out about uh, card. Yeah. Prodigy. Yeah. Prodigy. <laughs> we're, like, what the, we're looking it up. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Someone said Chakotay. I was like, that's <laughs> great. Now I know everything. <laughs> I know everything. Nice. You fool. <laughs> all right. Let's hear it from the uh, the prosecution always closes no. their argument. If I. <laughs> <laughs> No, the defense always closes. <laughs> well, fucking, you should be glad I'm letting you go at all. Still <laughs> fucking angry I lost in your fucking show. Go ahead. Well, you should have been oh, right. It, now. It, it was, was so good, careful. If, it was a good effort. If though. you were right, you might have won. All right, so Maynard and I are going to tag team off. this, and we're going to start with uh, the TV shows and work our way up. So uh, the original series, what do you think? One star. That's my favorite, really. Oh, okay. Is, uh, five stars for the original series. I like lo-fi sci-fi. Like, so I'm not really a Trekkie, but I'm a fan of like Lost in Space and uh, all the Jules Verne movies, yeah, any yeah. Harry Housen. So like low special effects, makeup, especially is great. So I like the Gorn. Uh, uh, I like I like I love the tribbles. Everyone yeah, the campier the better. Tribbles, and they're basically <laughs> the best thing about Star Trek. <laughs> It, that you know so all right starts for me well then i know you also like the uh the animated series that's next then what was yours are you well oh i give it five stars come on it's the original i'm gonna give animated most things series. five stars all right okay i was making jokes before yes. but i am gonna give the animated series four stars now the animation is bad you're totally right what but it is it is it's cheap who cares it's cheap animation, you get yeah. all the original voice actors so think of it like a radio play from back in the day with all the original actors except you get kind of a crappy visual aid you know, just just close your eyes and listen to it. Like, who cares? And when the episodes aren't just complete retreads of uh, the original series episodes, there's a there's a couple little cool moments where they had re like rethings and yes, triples again. Uh, you got triples again. I might even go to four point five triples. Four point five. I'm a, I, you got me at a firm four point oh two on that. I'm sorry. So if a triple's now, not in it, you're not gonna like. 
Well, that's no, why I didn't he say that. That's why he loves Deep Space Nine. But no, we'll that. it's a triple privilege. You get it's a bonus. So You're man, better for having. So her. then we got to move on to the next generation. I know you love Tasha Yar, but you know she's not in it that long. I'm sorry. That so is that my. I've only seen a few episodes. I fell in love with Tasha Yar. He told me they're gonna fire her, and I said, "Well, I'm not watching the rest of the show." So <laughs> and he never did. But let me tell Holy you something. The next generation is probably <laughs> standard. Of Star Trek, that is six stars. I'm breaking Justice the scale. For Tasha Yar. I'm breaking the scale. Justice for Tasha Yar, but I have to abstain from rating this because I have only seen like three episodes, uh, it's, and it's not my kind of show because it is more political. It is more talking. There's a little bit adventure, but where what? are the monsters? I, t- I, t- I like those big tentacle monsters in the first episode. Well, I mean, okay, there are there aren't as many monsters, but when you have episodes like Inner Light, Measure of a Man, those things are very very good. There aren't that many. All right, let's keep moving in the interest of time. So. After the next generation, we're moving on to uh, was it the Voyager? Let's do Voyager, then we can do the space time. You never saw Voyager? I give Voyager a solid three to four. The thing about Voyager is it's kind of like Diet Coke. The worst episode of Voyager is not as bad as the worst episode of TNG, but the best episode of Voyager is not as best as the best episode of TNG. It's just right in the middle, middle, you know, a good show to put on on a rainy afternoon. I can't drink Diet Coke. Doctor, don't you know Diet Coke's terrible for you? I should have said Diet Pepsi. So let's move on to Deep Space Nine, which is. (laughs) But I don't even know what that would be. The this Bart's is the one here. I want to watch. I you haven't should. seen it. It's amazing. I... Five stars. The aforementioned Garrick. Where's Oliver, my boy? You still here? Yes. Garrick, best character ever. He's not even in that many episodes, but he sticks with you, and they were able to deliver on so many of the promises they made in that show. Great character development across the board for everyone. And there's that documentary about it. The uh, I think it's called The Things We've Left Behind, mm-hmm. where they explore what they were able to do in that show and if they were to ever come back what they would do but yeah i like the idea of telling the side story right like you yes know, the off little no that's true and it's not all federation based that's a good I lesson mean, you for have... a lot of franchises to learn yeah no no they 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 really expand the world you know you're dealing with a lot of different characters a lot of different factions a lot of different issues but it has all the stuff that you love about star trek it's got cool aliens it's got the politics uh someone before mentioned the science versus religion stuff and they go back to the triple off of stuff five stars for me then there we go five stars my god for d space nine <laughs> all right i'm glad so I'm now glad someone else is on Team Garrick. Uh, yes, exactly, hundred yeah. percent. May, may I just say, may I just say, kudos on the sartorial choice of the headwear. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> he's talking about you, or is it me? Am I wearing a hat? I think so. Oh. Yes. You don't know. <laughs> Not always. Yeah, it's just part of his being now. So I'm so very then, convinced. I, so after I, that, well, I we now know that Dylan right? is a loyal member of Starfleet. And that uh, <laughs> Maynard is a Section 31 agent trying to sabotage. I was going to say he's a Section 31 agent. That's exactly what I was thinking. Are they bad? <laughs> uh, they're like this weird intelligence agency. They change from series to series. Oh, intelligence. I like that. Yes. So then you got Enterprise. Enterprise is just okay to me. It was a very enterprising series. It was. It was uh, one might say that you would, I suppose. Would but I? I believe you just did. I, I, I don't feel confident rating it, though, because I haven't seen that much of it. I saw the last, you know, the infamous last episode. I'm giving spoilers. Everyone said they weren't. The last episode where Tasha Yar comes back. No, Tasha Yar does not come back. Riker no. comes back. It was a hologram. He was watching the history. Wow. I mean, very boring. Riker is incredibly lame. He should have been focusing on his trombone playing. Uh, what, what's, what are the shows after Enterprise then after that? Then we start getting to New Trek, right? I'm going to punt on all New Trek except for Picard to register uh, my disgust with uh, it. Someone tell me the first one. Help me, Cam. What was what, discovery? What's next? What's next? Discovery. discovery. Yes. Yeah, Dancy. Uh, uh, Lower Decks. This cartoon. That I've seen me about. the first few episodes of Lower Decks, and I in- generally enjoyed the humor. I enjoyed the voice work. The animation style is just that 
you know that weird little style that they do now yeah, yeah. uh but because i don't know trek enough it is a big barrier to entry i don't think i'm getting all of the best jokes or all the best references so then i'm just kind of stuck following it as a cartoon story I could see finishing it, but I don't see it yeah. appealing to me unless I get deeper. You know, I'm going to pass. Trekkies keep telling me to watch it, but you know what? Eh, just, give it a just three, no though, interest. from what I saw. It is funny. No no interest. And then what is it? Uh, Brave New Worlds? Undiscovered Brave World? New Worlds, Strange I actually World. watched the first <laughs> yeah, yeah, season. I don't care, you know? It's like, because yeah. someone was like, oh, it's original Trek. Right, well, and, how many the, and the Gorn are in it. But you never see the Gorn. And you it's never like, see the Gorn? I want actually, you do. Ah, not, I've only saw season one. Oh, okay. So what? Three stars? Uh, are they, are you, like, what you season kind of are you watching? People through a thing. I didn't <laughs> okay. see. I don't remember seeing a Gorn come up with some big eyes in a big rubber or plastic okay. mask. Whatever. If they use CGI, memory. then they're losing a whole star for that. Uh, you know, put some people in makeup. Uh, but oh my God. Yeah. and then uh, I don't. I, neither one of us seen Prodigy. It, no, but I yeah. want to. And a friend said it was like really great track that yeah. that kids would watch yeah maybe and then again picard zero stars hate that show i couldn't i everyone said watch season three watch season three i've started season three maybe four times i can't get past episode two i'm done with it i'm checking out I'm i have sorry. no reason to watch picard just, without caring just completely about next done so. absolutely done all right those all are the shows right. how about we talk interesting about mm-hmm. all right uh, well, so this trial will be yeah. dismissed but yeah with further Why ado would any of this be dismissed this is no, legally this, binding this is okay this, so the motion picture, Star Trek, the, love motion, the picture. motion picture, love officially the motion picture. not guilty in our court. Also true. I like that if you're good. So imagine yourself, the you're seeing it in theaters. Star Trek's never been on the big screen and everything's big. Robert Wise, great director. Uh, it is a bit of a 2001 ripoff, but putting things in space really slow and long. I like, I like the V'ger twist. It feels like a good episode of Star Trek because it's an adapted one. And, um, and, and, and so it, you know, I just reject I like this. It. I reject this I'm premise. Four. No, no, four. I, I, I when like people it. say that the motion picture, it's the most Star Trekky of the Star Trekky movies. I completely disagree. Where's the cowboy planet? Where's the Nazi planet? Where are the Gorn? Where are the Tribbles? And whenever people talk about the original series, those are the things people talk about with the original series. They don't talk about being a slow plotting, 2001 no i agree with that now that said i I do like the the picture but i I don't want you trekkies out there getting your big head saying oh this is actually the most star trek one it's not it's a 2001 ripoff you have these are pretty nice star wars fans not so nice okay so (laughs) then we got the wrath of khan i'll give it that one five stars because i actually saw it in an old movie house and william shatner did an interview after the shat lucky you i know and my father was able to meet him got a uh, picture with him it was fantastic and not to mention just great action, great story. Still feels very Star Trek. You know, makes Kirk have to confront his own demons and his own obsessions. You know, because he always wants to win. I also liked Wrath of Khan. We did it on the episode, but we unfortunately put it head to head against Galaxy Quest. Yep, and Galaxy Quest was better. Mm. Uh, so Wrath of Khan was fine. It didn't feel. Someone said earlier, it doesn't feel like a Star Trek show. I agree. It, it's a little actiony. Star Trek's plenty actually. You just talking about how much you love him fighting the Gorn. Yeah, but they don't do it enough. That's, All that's right, true. moving on. Um, but so, <laughs> but I, I'll give it. I'll still give it five. It, that's it, good. It is good. But I have to now abstain from all the rest. I have not seen any of the rest of the original, like like three through six, because until we, we do them on. We the got to do them on the show. So I need to stay in. Anyone who from here wants to come on and defend uh, Search for Spock, let's do that. Though actually, I like Search for Spock. I mean, Christopher Lloyd as a Klingon. Yeah. 
is absolutely fantastic. Well, we got to My favorite instrument's the gong. Well, you're going you're going to love this because in Star Trek Four, they steal Christopher Lloyd's time machine, and that's why they go back to get the whale. Yes, exactly. I mean, Star Trek Four also great. Uh, Star Trek Five. They go to every, whales, right? That's the all yes. in England. That's no, 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 no. They get the uh, the uh, large aquatic mammals. Ah, yes, and they need the sounds to communicate with a probe. It, it, that, that's it. That's the whole movie. I just told you. Oh, the I saw thing. a good Futurama episode like this. Exactly. Oh, Lots of good God. jokes in that. And then <laughs> Five has all the deficiencies that everyone else already mentioned. Kirk's not a very uh, Kirk. Like, I'm not even calling him his real name. All the is not a particularly competent <laughs> uh, director. He's exceedingly confident in his own abilities, which he so shouldn't be. Yeah, no, he's great like that, you know, and uh, of course, you know, the famous, uh, why would this God need a spaceship, you know, it's like, Jesus Christ, what are we doing here? And then six, that's my favorite. I love The Undiscovered Country. Great movie. You got Christopher Plummer, you know, as someone else already said, you know, until you hear it in the original Klingon, I mean, great, great lines there. I tell you, the beginning with the assassination when they're in the zero G magnet suits, that stuck with me. I love that. That that made me a sci-fi fan for life, that one scene, you know, and they had like the weird purple blood and stuff. Once you get past the original series, then what are we on? We are on uh, Generations. Generations is interesting because I saw it when I was a kid. And I was a kid, I say five stars, Kirk and Picard teaming up. This is awesome. But then when you watch it when you're a little <laughs> older with a little more of a critical eye, you can't help but notice the uh, many and numerous deficiencies of it. But still a lot of fun. I'm willing to give it four stars. We haven't done that one yet, but oh, I'm gonna do it. To gotta it. do it on the show. But we did once. You know, first contact. I'm willing to give that oh five God. stars. I mean, it's really action oriented, but you know, it's a good piece for your uh, good character piece for Picard. He has to deal with the whole lacutus of Borg thing because you don't know this Maynard, but Picard was a Borg for a little bit. I did know, but that. he did get better. And this movie, <laughs> or did he? That's what you find out. And first contact, and then we had insurrection. Now, Maynard, you know a little bit about insurrection. Who told you? Uh, <laughs> no, Star Trek Insurrection. Oh, in an Insurrection. Uh, so uh, I liked this movie, and I agree. It's like a, just a long episode. But uh, at the mood I was in when it caught me, I was in for a cerebral talky one. I usually am not. But that day, it did catch me in a talky mood. I liked the peril. Pretty sure at the time, Israel and Palestine were not getting along then. So it's definitely, certainly applies mm-hmm. uh, to that film as well. Uh, mm-hmm. So um, I thought that was a uh, made me think, which I thought is kind of what Trek's supposed to do. I don't like that, which is why I avoid it. But <laughs> it did it, and I Rob thought that only was does its job. mindless movies. Not Don't guilty. Make them yes. think. Not <laughs> guilty. So, so I give it. I'll give it three stars, though, just barely enough. So insurrection for me, I would probably have given it two stars. But when I had to defend it for the show, and I researched a lot more, I discovered a text by uh, Michael Pillar. That was for the shave Riker. Uh, yes, the sensible oh, shaving in the bathtub. Three yes. stars for sure. So there's the uh, Michael Pillar actually wrote a book about the making of insurrection yes. called Fade In. It's a good book, and it, it's a wonderful book. You can actually you. Could still get it uh get an ebook of it and in reading what his goal was for that movie and then how things actually shook out and he was very honest and open in that and michael P- pillar unfortunately is no longer with us he has since passed may his memory be a blessing uh it just really opened my eyes to like man maybe this movie i got i just have to watch it a bit differently and so when i watched it knowing i had to defend it I'm like, man, you know what? This is pretty good Trek, you know? So I feel good giving about four stars. Now, my most controversial opinion of the night has to be Star Trek Nemesis. You guys all talked about how you hated it. Let me tell you something. If I had to pick my send-off for the Next Generation crew to be the piece of shit that is Picard or Star Trek Nemesis, I'm taking Nemesis 10 times out of 10. I'd agree with that. You cannot tell me that Picard is a better send-off to the Next Generation crew. I mean, there's a reason we call... 
let me tell you, we call World War One World War One <laughs> because World War Two happened, right? That is they kept why making a nervous during that, the World War One. I know, right? That's all right, all right, so all right, all right. Star Trek Stop Nemesis, <laughs> Star Trek Nemesis is basically like that, right? We have to reevaluate it based on events that have come later, and those would be the steaming pile of dreck that is Picard makes Nemesis better now. And I think that's uh, we did Nemesis. Uh, I did think the and he bad. rightfully lost, which was good. We did, I did no. find it guilty, mostly because <laughs> I didn't see that there actually was any backstory. Yeah, well, that's pretty bad. <laughs> uh, I don't fall asleep much during movies. Uh, there was no backstory or connection to Tom Hardy's character. Like, at least with Wrath of Khan, which clearly Nemesis was trying to piggyback on, Ricardo Montalban was in an episode, and there was history, so it wasn't much, but there was something. And in here, there was absolutely nothing. It's just sort of an artificial disguise or clone from a long time ago. Yep. So, no tribbles. Uh, that's true, no tribbles. So, I'll give it, I'll give it two stars. I, I'll give all the yep. Abrams movies or that universe, every one of them gets a two star. Uh, that's fine. First one, that's pretty four flat. stars, because I don't really remember, but it's felt competent. Yeah. Lens flare is fine for one movie. Don't remember anything about the second. Uh, I probably conflate it with one of those Transformer movies. Oh, probably. I don't oh, really remember the third one all that well either. So, uh, they crash on a planet and Idris Elba tries to kill someone. So. The first one, four. The others, I'll give twos. Yeah, so there you go. That's the that the, that's the and uh, Galaxy Quest, which I'll give five. No, we're not ranking Galaxy uh, Quest, and I appreciate yes, no one else. Don't do it. Every single that. person here and ask no. Galaxy Quest. Don't do it. And it's not Star a Star Trek movie. It is going on yes. anyway. So, uh, just what I expected. <laughs> uh, we'll we see you at the mistrial next year. Anyway, so I'm going to close <laughs> this out. So, the line must be drawn here. Movie eight, First Contact, gets the five out of five star treatment. The same rank ranking you should give any movie. It has everything. It has aliens type action, Hellraiser type horror, and just thought provoking Back to the Future sci-fi, but better than Back to the Future. So it's just beyond quotable, always dynamite. It's the ultimate party movie, but it is just so well shot <laughs> and a brilliant rendering of classic track ordeals with the next gen cast. It's Rathacon on steroids, practically. And for the rest of the five-star rankings, I'm going to put Forbidden Planet. That is the original Star Trek movie. <laughs> Anyways, shape and center. And then four and a half out of five. We're going to go with Next Gen, DS9, and Rathacon. Yes, there is some hammy acting in all of them. And Babylon 5 is leagues better than any week chapter of DS9. But... Fortunately, I think the reason these have struck a chord with most of our rankings is just the characters are just so universally just charismatic and they feel like an actual family instead of a bunch of assholes who don't get along with each other. And as others have mentioned, yes, at DS9, you do have to actually, it's made for binge watching. It was just never going to catch up because it was in between TNG and Voyager at that time. And yes, all these shows do have some weak episodes. I personally recommend skipping any episode that's mainly based around Troy's mom, Alexander, or the Ferengi. That is the best way to go about it. If you want to just get to the just dynamite, just, again, epic battles, uh, the five-parter episodes before that was a thing, and just the wonderful conspiracy arcs involving Starfleet. All right, so the four out of fives. The original series... The last two seasons of Enterprise, 
Voyage Home, Undiscovered Country, Insurrection, Galaxy Quest, Enemy Mine, the best unofficial Star Trek movie. Most of the books. Enemy Mine. Howard the Duck? No, stop that. I'm putting you back on mute. Stop. Most of the books and comics, uh, the various fan films, Axanar of Gods and Men, Horizon, and the Renegades web series, Strange New Worlds, and All of Picard. All of these are just a pat on the back for the trackies who've been with this long enough. The philosophy is rich. Uh, the proper send-off for all these characters really worked out for the most part. Uh, I especially applaud just Galaxy Quest at introducing non-track fans into the track canon. I also applaud just, again, Voyage Home and Non-Discovery Country and Insurrection, I think, are just all under overlooked because they go away from the track canon, but that just makes them work better as a movie. And uh, altogether, just the fan films are just a labor of love, especially Axanar and Of Gods and Men, because they're taking just all the stuff that really worked so well in the various other movies and shows and just did way more service than Paramount cared to at the time. And Strange New Worlds is just out the off the ground running. I love how the Gorn are more like the creatures in Predator and Alien. Uh, the musical episode was a perfect uh, realm of creativity as well as just showing just how diverse this cast of characters is while reminding you how you know pre-kirk was the key moment on how starfleet got formed and how there were so many people willing to overtake all the hidden evils of the world the picard show i just must apply because much like strange new worlds has fixed the parts of part five with spock's brother that didn't work i must applaud them for actually making b4 work very well in the final season and just, again, the cast is just so dynamic. The new characters like Ralphie were charismatic and they did a proper just uh, final poker game for all the characters that the original show missed out on doing. And so with the three and a half out of five, I'm going to go Discovery. Season two and four are worth seeing. That's where I'm going to go with the even number rule. But they did they did good by firing Brian Fuller that first season. He just he had worked on the franchise, but he clearly just wanted to bicker with everyone who had some good ideas. Voyager, like Oliver said before, and Gil and Teresa pointed out, if you're watching it casually, it's not a very good show. But if you go for all the much like you avoid all the bad next gen episodes, just avoid any of the episodes that don't involve time travel or the board. And you're going to really have a fun time. And Search for Spock, Final Frontier, and Generations. Again, I don't use the lesser, have the uh, last two often in a marathon, but uh, they are underdeveloped extended episodes that overall have some decent action. And going to put the Orville in there. That's a at times more track than actual track. Star Trek continues, and the New Voyages fan series are also a wonderful labor of love, much like the animated series. They they just are the episodes that went on aired, and it's so fun seeing how they have cameos from other sci-fi veteran actors, from Buck Rogers and so forth. Three out of five. Gonna put Prodigy here. Again, it works as a Star Wars Clone Wars cartoon. It doesn't really cut the mustard as actual Star Trek. I do like it when Janeway is mainly part of the plot, and I do applaud them for using archive voiceovers of both Odo and Spock in that one key episode. Overall, like others have pointed out, it's for kids to kind of get into versus adults to clamor onto. 
Nemesis, it's already been said. Again, this works as a Matrix, you know, type action movie. It doesn't work as an actual track movie because they're, the director was not interested in being deep with the plot line. And ultimately, it's fun, but it's a disappointment. It's just, it can only be enjoyed if you just switch your brain off and say, it's not Star Trek. It's a fun action movie with Star Trek characters in it. Uh, James Marsters and Michael Shanks were the original villains considered. Either of them would have actually made a compelling villain, unlike what we got. And then I'm going to put the 09 reboot and Into Darkness there. Again, you can watch them as mindless action blockbusters, but you can't take it as actual track because you're just like, okay, so Abrams used this to get the Star Wars gig, but it's not cutting the mustard as actual Star Trek. But to its credit, I do applaud them in terms of how they've actually introduced younger generations to the old ones. Like it's kind of what they did with MacGyver and Mission Impossible. People saw the new stuff, so they went back to watch the OGs. All right, so there's no one out of five stars. I'm pretty generous, but I'm going to give two out of five to the Shatner Alt-Universe books. I'm sorry, those pissed me off because Shatner, again, is not a writer. But Tech Wars? <laughs> right. It was pretty much read like Tech He's got to learn about Tech Wars sooner or later. Damn it, he got However, <laughs> however you should read them. If you just want, again, just an acid dream of imagery and just the hysterical foreword by Jonathan Franks saying Shatner's a smart man. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to put Star Trek Beyond in there again. Just that was a cluster for me when I saw it in theaters. The villain was very forgettable. Who would have guessed that was a dress elbow and makeup? And casting a Fast and Furious director is never a good idea. Uh, the most in picture, as half of you have said before, it was trying too hard to be like Solaris in 2001. And despite loving other Robert Wise classics like Run Silent, Run Deep, if I wasn't patient with this movie, I would have never gotten into Star Trek because it just doesn't cut the mustard. It's not Forbidden Planet. It doesn't make me care about anyone. I do like the V'ger character, but she is not well used in this movie, unlike in the books. And then the new Frontier fan web series. This was one of the first fan web series. You should absolutely watch it because it is awful. <laughs> like Good production value and visual effects. They even use the Galaxy Quest theme as its main theme. But the acting by the amateurs is, is a real tough set. And I'm going to put Lower Decks on here again. I, when it's funny, it's really ripe and hysterical, but it's not South Park level or even Aqua Teen Hunger Force like it's trying to channel. And I know season four is getting some good reviews, but season three was really, really not well layered. Like other than the DS9 episode, like it just felt like they didn't want to do anything with the concept. It's like, let's go to a planet filled with owls because that's Star Trek-ish. So until they actually improve the animation uh, or even do more crossovers with Strange New Worlds, I think I'm done with this particular one. But other than that, this is a very rare franchise for me where even the worst episode deserves some kind of recognition because of all the genre appreciation, the art direction, and just, again, the mind-blowing just material on display here. Uh, I would even say this is probably a universally agreeable franchise for the most part camp or serious because unlike any other franchise it's for the most part made by people who actually want to be involved with this franchise 
unlike any other sci-fi action horror franchise that goes downhill. So overall, I think we found some common tread. I, I have yet to hear anyone say they hate the voyage home. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I do remember someone just recently on one of the other podcasts, they were talking about Star Wars for Star Trek, and they said Star Wars has higher highs, but also lower lows. Oh. oh. <laughs> and I would agree with that. Yeah. It doesn't get as awful. Star Trek might be uh, Star Wars on SSRIs or something like that. Yeah, yeah it's definitely Star Wars <laughs> on steroids at times, yes. <laughs> well, there, there's so little Star Wars to go around. I mean, you got nine movies, so if one of them is a bomb, and there are multiple bombs... Yeah. You just got years of bad memories about those movies. Oh, look at the worst Star fans Trek. now. Now they're arguing over the TV shows now. <laughs> I know, I know. And like Star Trek, Star Wars seems to be better on TV right now. So, right, because yeah, it started that... there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and, you know, with Star Trek, you got over 800 hours of material to pick from. So if you get a bad episode or a bad movie in there, wait a few minutes and another one will be out you can do a fan edit of your favorite movies yeah, <laughs> yeah. my god they do and so this was interesting too because again i can't expect everyone to watch every installment but it was interesting how no one shouted out any of the fan films but everyone was divided on the animations <laughs> no comment on the fan films oh shit <laughs> the the fall on your sword videos of uh shatner on the mount and uh one reason. yeah thank you for sharing so amazing for those who can't see it so now now it's time for everyone to just uh promote the shows let's circle around uh once again what does mission log have coming up john <laughs> we will get back to our regular mission log uh but all of our shows are at podcast.roddenberry.com uh there's a little something for everyone most certainly the main mission log has been at it for uh wow I guess 11 years now we've been at it since 2012 it's when we launched and uh, yeah. with the mission to go through every episode ever made and you had rod roddenberry patting you on the back <laughs> yeah i mean he and i look there's a much longer story to tell but it involved wine and it involved him saying let's do this thing and uh, <laughs> i was like all right i guess we're doing the thing now and uh, that launched mission log and now a bunch of other podcasts uh, after the fact. So uh, we'll get back to Mission Log Live, which is our live Monday night show to discuss current Trek. Um, we're currently doing a, a very cool series called Genealogy. We're going through the entire archive, which is literally on the other side of that wall with everything that Gene ever wrote pre-Star Trek. So we've got his very first scripts going back to late 1953 oh, man. and uh, doing the deep dive on those, which was very cool, kind of connecting the dots to what he wrote then, what he became famous for in the 60s. Right? And so, yeah. So all of that, <laughs> podcast.roddenberry.com. You go from being a state trooper to a TV darling. <laughs> yeah, I, well, he, was a, he was an L.A. beat cop and he was writing speeches for the chief of police. Uh, so that's what sparked his uh, his writing interest. And then I think he I think the story was he had sold three scripts in a year, and that was more than he got paid as a cop. So he was like, "Hey, <laughs> right. this writing thing, this writing thing sounds like a pretty good idea. I think I'll do that." <laughs> and um, life finds a way. Yeah, we've uncovered some cool stuff. You know, we we actually found a show that he created 
that has been lost to history, and it was unknown that he created this show. It was a Western that ran only six episodes in the early 60s. Oh, really? Everybody thought that his first show was a lieutenant, but no, no, no. He created this Oh, yeah, the lieutenant's great. So overlooked. Lieutenant uh, shares a lot of DNA with Star Trek, and uh, we'll we'll get there soon enough, but right now doing the really, really early stuff. (laughs) Awesome. Yep, yep, so that's what I'm up to. Stellar. Oliver. What do you got coming up? Uh, if you're interested, you can find me on four different podcasts. Uh, yep. one that's, the, one that's, <laughs> the one that's germane to this one is uh, where I review every single episode of the original series. It is called 78 Episodes, 30 Good Ones. Uh, you can find that on all your usual uh, uh, places. Also, uh, my co-host Aaron White and I uh, have watched almost 500 episodes of law and order yes uh so you can go back and watch it and listen to that that's the 27th precinct they really Uh, hate curtis (laughs) uh if you uh if you love uh bad movies um you can join me along with three other people on the masochists movie collective where we watch terrible movies or cult movies and finally you can find me on inyourearholes.com where we talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of pop music from 1975 to the year 2000. <laughs> nice. I got to get caught up on that one, the last one. All right. What do the reels have next? Oh, uh, yes. Uh, it's called uh, Reels of Justice. And uh, every time we get a guest come on, they've got to uh, prosecute or defend a movie of your choice. So you've got to come in and prove a movie is not bad before a jury of your peers. So uh, whichever you want to come in, we'll take the other side. I've defended Battlefield Earth. Five, no, you uh, haven't. Not on this show. Uh, in a past life. Pretty pretty close. Nah. It's uh, a great rip We've done worse. <laughs> but it any is movie. It is any movie can be prosecuted and any movie can be defended. I hate this movie. And then off oh, the line, God. you guys are like, he was busting his ass off laughing at this movie. So what are <laughs> we talking about? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that kind of thing. Well, hey. It's a lot of character work, you know? Sometimes we have to really pretend we hate a movie even if we kind of like it or vice versa, you know? Well, you got to be able to, to make you gotta an be, argument. You gotta you, make a lot even of if you don't believe something, this... you've got to be able to argue it. Absolutely. You've got to be able to see the other perspective and build the case. I had to prosecute Titan AE, and I love Titan AE. And I won. I hated myself for a week. <laughs> yeah, I never know where it's going to go. Uh, the guests, many of who have been local LA comedians and mystery science theater alums are also just always dynamite. And again, Mm -hmm. never know where it's going to go. It's even funnier when we pull double duty. uh, (laughs) We we love when we get uh, any of the people from mystery science theater, Emily and and Kelsey, they're great. Uh, We've got the most prolific living historian uh, (laughs) and Jeremy black, Jeremy basically on weekly. He's on every month. Yep. I love it. He yes, always he schedules is. his next episode. That's how he always gets back. All out. right, let's let <laughs> yeah, yeah, everyone okay. else talk. We talk too much. Yeah, reels of justice. Uh, I couldn't wherever tell. you find podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cliff and Aaron of the Alien yeah, versus do, uh, Predator universe. You, yeah, we do the uh, two of the movies by minutes yeah. podcast. There's a whole series of them. So watch one movie or watch one minute of a movie at a time. We do Predator. We're now in Predator Two, mm-hmm. and we have another one called Gonzo Minute. We watch Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Yep. Uh, at a time, you know, it'll be all Hunter S. Thompson movies eventually. Yeah. And we're working it. on our master thesis, which is that the two universes are connected. Yeah. Well, when we had Cam, when you were on, you had connected it with uh, the greater Valverde yep. thing. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, for anyone that's going to be actually universe, know, this, look it up. Post, this will probably not make it on in time, but uh, 
There's good for those of you that are listening live. Uh, we're doing a <laughs> movies by minute convention in Indianapolis this weekend. Yeah, um, yes, you are. For any podcasters or guests or just listeners can show up. But yeah, uh, if you're hearing exactly. this and it's after the fact, uh, we missed there you out. Go. And yeah. uh, for those of you who can't see us, we're we're covered in rippling abs. We're very handsome. <laughs> <laughs> abs on my chin. They work out with Schwarzenegger allegedly. <laughs> yeah, we love the pump. <laughs> yeah. Now, but yeah, thanks yeah. for having us on. We, yeah. Like I said, we grew up on this. We loved to hear, loved hearing everyone's stories about. I did not uh, know where it was going to go. And I, and I love <laughs> Oliver. I love it because uh, Oliver, I can tell you've got the great abs too. And loved hearing the sort of Canadian perspective. So I was like, <laughs> all right. And you're a red shirt. So we got to uh, respect yeah, yeah. the underdog, man. <laughs> couple, there's actually, I can see three red shirts on screen right now. Bold yeah. Choice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Before Ali Young was dying on screen, we had yeah. only, again, Red shirts to look up to. They are our heroes, more so than firefighters. <laughs> Make it so. All right, with further ado, it's been a hell of a party, but we better wrap this up. Otherwise, we're going to go bananas. So thank you all. <laughs> it was so much fun. <laughs> Hope you had a blast. <laughs> all right, cheers. Good to meet everybody. Take care. Absolutely. You ruled thank it. you very much. Yeah, yeah it was a totally pleasure. Take care, guys. Thank you. Thank you. There are some serious fun stories. <laughs> Yeah, thanks everybody. Be safe out there. <laughs> Thank I, you again, everybody. Absolutely, and nice to meet you. Love what you do. Glad you could. Uh, we could pick each other's brains. <laughs> oh, my pleasure. Thanks anytime. <laughs> you be safe out there. Bye. <laughs> Follow us on the web on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The podcast is available on Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor, Apple, and anywhere else podcasts are available. Feel free to review our show and leave comments on any of those sites. Thanks a million for listening. It's a jacked up-